The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Fry the Coop has five great chicken sandwiches, Nashville hot chicken, spicy honey butter chicken, chicken and cheese, Chicago hot chicken, and a donut fried chicken sandwich. It's Fry the Coop. And now, the Black and Abdallah podcast. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. And now, the new home of the Chicago Bears. We are live from the State Street Old National Bank Studio, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Six to eight weeknights right here on ESPN 1000. We're going to get to some Bears conversation coming up. I want to ask you, Abdullah, about Brad Biggs. He had 10 thoughts on week seven uh, in the Chicago Tribune earlier today, and he had a thought on the trade deadline. We're a week away from the NFL trade deadline next Tuesday at 3 o'clock is the trade deadline in the NFL. We'll get to that. But first, we have to start with something this, uh, this evening that's it's disturbing. Uh, you and I share an office upstairs on the seventh floor here at ESPN 1000. Uh, we broadcast from the State Street Studios. We look out at the Chicago Theater. They just turned on the lights at the Chicago Theater, the, oh, yeah. the epic marquee that's in front of us each and every night. Uh, so we're downstairs, but we have offices up on the seventh floor. And once again, uh, someone has been messing with our office. And thus... I think we need to open an official investigation on behalf of the Black and Abdallah Show. Yeah, we have to. Uh, you know, it started innocently with someone stealing uh, our beer from the uh, our, our we were given beer by the fine folks at Great Lakes. You know, for props and whatnot to to use in videos and to use uh, in here in the studio. And one by one, a can was taken. <laughs> But the boxes were left. Well, they were they were stolen as if there was like a high school kid yeah. stealing from his parents. Yeah, where the boxes were left in the spot that they were, and one can at a time was removed from yeah. the box until all of the the boxes were empty. And one day, I accidentally kicked the boxes with my foot, and they all tumbled over because they were light. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect a, a box full of beer to be heavy, right? It would, has a certain weight to it. A heft. And they kind of all flew all over the yeah. uh, floor there. And then... But that's not what we're here today to discuss. No, 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 no. And then, remember, people were stealing the tip money out of the tip jar for the mints? Oh, I mean, Charlie tried to help everyone out. Created a little uh, nice environment in the bathroom. Yeah. You could get a mint, you could get your uh, deodorant or a cologne, whatever uh, you would look for in a men's bathroom. Mm -hmm. Charlie Bevins had it provided for you, and there was a tip jar, and people were just taking the cash. Yeah, so in our office, uh, there's a door on our office that uh, I believe you have a key to, but I do not have a key to. There's only one key, so we can't do the keys uh, on the thing, right? So, like, we have a file cabinet in our office. Right, And we don't use it for files. It's not like we have important papers or anything like that. We use it to house certain equipment that we have. Yeah, we've got stuff. We've got a computer in there that we use for editing you and stuff like that. don't need to tell everyone what we keep in no, our lockbox. we keep box. some stuff in there. I keep, I, I, uh, we keep like uh, some camera equipment, like lights and uh, microphones and that kind of stuff in there. I, the reason I went in, was trying to get into the file cabinet today 
is uh, I keep like a box of highlighters in there. Like I bought my own box of highlighters and I use them to highlight things. Like, look at this nice. Look at this. It's a little story on Justin Herbert and it's all highlighted. It's all nice. And I went to unlock. It has a lock. Only you and I have the key on mm-hmm. said file cabinet. Yep. And I went to open the top and I noticed that I couldn't open it. And I was like, nope. well, when did I become a weakling? <laughs> Never. <laughs> so I'm a big, strong boy. <laughs> And so I went to pull it open, and it wouldn't budge. And I noticed on top of the file cabinet, there's a huge dent yeah. in the file cabinet. I just tweeted out the picture at Adam A. Abdallah on Twitter. And you can see it. Someone, I don't know who, has been in our office and did something to the file cabinet. They looks like they slammed something down on the top of the file cabinet, and it busted it. And now we can't open the top drawer. Yeah, so essentially, it looks as if a Wolverine claw slammed into the top of the filing cabinet, which then pushed the entire top level down, which does not allow the bottom drawer to release now because it is bent and it covers the drawer itself. Mm -hmm. So when you go to pull the drawer out, it is now being blocked because something was clawed into the top of the filing cabinet, and there's clear damage. Oh, Uh, yeah. You you sent out the photo. There is damage to the filing cabinet. Now, this filing cabinet is in a space that no one within the office would be setting anything down on it. Right? Like, I could see someone, oh, I accidentally put my my sack of books Mm -hmm. on it, or I I have an entire... uh, bag of bowling balls and mm-hmm. I put it on top of your filing cabinet and it accidentally bent it. Uh, that It's in a spot where no one would do that. Someone went out of their way to claw the crap out of our filing cabinet that we use and now you can't open it because it's damaged from the top. Now we also have a putter. We have like a a little thing. Well, we're very serious in our office. Yeah, so we, we have, we like have a little golf, putting, putting green. Some golf balls, a putting green and a, a putter. And the first belief by uh, Danny Zetterman, we, who he called into the office so he could have witnessed this uh, attempted B&E. And we said, look at this. He goes, well, it's probably the golf club. I don't think it was because there's no marks on the golf club. And there's two, if you look at it, like claw marks, like you said, like a badger. And I, the golf club would not leave like a trail like that, like these long it marks. It looks like an animal yeah. attacked it. Something with claws. So it wasn't the golf club. Because the golf club also wasn't moved from its position. So now we don't, first we don't know what was used to open, to try to open it or try to damage our filing cabinet. We don't know who would do it. Uh, Because our office is kind of like in the middle of everything. Like it's right by the bathrooms. It's right by the uh, the kitchen area. So if you're going to get coffee, it's right there. If you're going to the bathroom, obviously it's right there. Occasionally uh, people around the office will use our office as their uh, personal meeting room, which is fine. It's cool. <laughs> it's more like a phone phone booth. Yeah they, yeah. they use our office as a phone booth. You know why? Because there's no windows. <laughs> and so you can't see in it. So if you just go and shut the door, no one knows you're in there. <laughs> so some people use it as that. I've walked in on Some a, people eat lunch. I've walked in on a few of our fine marketing consultants. <laughs> Doing the... Oh, they give you the face where it's like, oh. I saw one today. <laughs> exactly. I left my bag in there. We had a meeting. I left my bag in there. And I went, I'm like, why is the door closed? And I walked in. 
<laughs> Someone almost spit out a sandwich. <laughs> There's egg salad sandwich being spit all over oh, the office. It startled me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can use the office. Of course, by all means. I don't care. I, I'm not I'm, in there. I, I think this is fascinating to me because something clearly happened. Yeah. That, that filing cabinet was not damaged yesterday. No. Or the day before that. Like over the weekend. We were both here on Sunday mm-hmm. for Bears pregame, mm-hmm. and the office was fine. The filing cabinet was fine. Something happened yesterday because you and I were not here in the afternoon no, because we, we were out at the bar for for the show with TJ Edwards. And last I usually night. leave my bag in there and I look at. I don't like inspect the filing cabinet every day, but I didn't notice anything. But we, I, I had the filing cabinet opened on Friday. Okay, so like as of three days ago, it was working. It was fine. It no longer, you can't open the top drawer anymore. It's jammed because something was put into the top of it. I had to get... Uh, it doesn't look like a claw. Someone clawed it. So upstairs, we... Uh, I have... Because we, you know, various things come into the office. And, you know, how, like you see everybody with those CDGA uh, quarter zips. Yeah. Well, they also sent some golf equipment. Yes. They sent a, um, a divot, like, fixer thing. Whatever those are called. Whatever the technical term is. Divot, what's divot it called? repair? Divot repair tool? tool. Yeah, divot repair tool. The claws fit perfectly with the divot repair tool that I have on my desk. So my desk is closest to the filing cabinet. It's right next to it. So someone, it looks like someone took that device and like slammed it down onto the filing cabinet for no reason. Were they angry that it was, uh, that it was closed? That it was locked? That they couldn't get in? Uh, such aggression though. Like the force in the picture, I'm looking at the photo right now. And it's not like, so here's the thing. We had to get a knife and pry it on the roof of the the lid and then try and open the drawer. And that metal is bent. Oh, yeah. It's like bent for good. Yeah, I had to use like like a... Someone used quite the force to to jam into the top of the the drawer. Yeah, like we got a knife and I got in there and got my highlighter so I could highlight this Justin Herbert story. Yeah, because we'll get to that. We will at some point between now and Sunday. <laughs> Listen, man, he hasn't been that good. He broke his, you know, he broke his finger like three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, I do, I do know that. Yes. His completion percentage is the fourth worst among quarterbacks in their past three starts. Yeah. Uh, he's thrown three, inter- he's thrown more interceptions than he has in, the, in that span of his career. I'm telling you, man, I needed to, I needed to highlight those. That All right. Stuff. Is there anything else we need to uh, make people aware of with this filing cabinet situation in the office? Wait, this is not. See, here, here's the thing. Hold on. No, we, I need public I need service accusa- announcement. I need hold on, hold on, hold on. I want hold accusations. Hold on, hold on, hold up. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. In the past, we have had bits mm-hmm. on the show mm-hmm. that we've kind of embellished for mm-hmm. the sake of radio. Yeah, we've had bits, uh, most notably. The hot sauce bandit bit that we that featured on this show. Well, parts of it were. Uh, we but that was a great spice. that was a great bit mm-hmm. that we embellished a little. A it little. was truth, but then we embellished it for the bit's sake. We are being one hundred percent honest right now. Yeah, I mean, you can look we, at the photographic evidence. The the filing cabinet's just damaged. It's broken. We went upstairs today. We're sitting around. Abdallah wants a mint or a highlighter. What were you saying? You wanted highlighter. a highlighter? Highlighter. You hid the mints in there as well. Well, and, yeah. And, and you go you go to open the filing cabinet, and you can't open it. You're like, come here. Come look at this. Come look and at this. There's just scratches and claw marks in the top of it. So I just want to make people aware that, that this is not... 
This was not created for bit's sake. And listen, we alerted the proper authorities. Danny Zetterman, our director of content, knows He's about it. He's Keith aware. Williams, our market manager, he's well aware of it. He was there too, trying to figure it out, trying to deduce, trying to sleuth this out as to who could have done it, what what uh, apparatus was used to cause this dent. We were all trying to figure this out. This is real. It can't be emphasized enough like how hard this person had to have hit this filing cabinet. It's Charlie Bevins, did you uh, did you see it with your own eyes, or are you I just didn't looking see it at upstairs. the photo? I'm just looking at the picture of Dollapos. The metal is bent. Yeah, and there's scratches in it. <laughs> there's there's claw it, marks. It's like it's like a long scratch too. It's like they pounded it and, and then dragged across. Mm-hmm. That's someone who has some anger within them. Yeah, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will uh, we will keep you up to date on Shane this on this situation. We got Bears football to talk about tonight, but we thought we had to bring this to the table because uh, Shane Norling on Twitter. It's a little crazy. Uh, you go to the office, <laughs> the metal is bent. There's claw marks out of the top. We can't open the top drawer anymore. The thing is broken. Yeah, and we keep expensive equipment in it. That's my biggest problem is that there's like real stuff in there. There is someone real is stuff just in bashing there. this thing in. Well, maybe someone was after our real stuff. Well, I mean, that's possible. You're t- you're on a radio station telling people that we have real stuff in our filing cabinet, and then you're you're wondering why people are trying to break into your filing. It's cabinet. why we have keys. No, I know that. It's better than the people that just leave their computers out in the open. Like, what if they were just trying to do... Have you ever seen the videos of those who steal... <laughs> Don't do this. Uh, those who steal the ATM machines, and then they they drag it to, like, yeah. their backyard, and then they try and open try it. Try to bust it open. Try, or, like, you know, there's, there's videos of people who get, like, ones that are discarded. Mm-hmm. Like, old ATMs are like, let's see if there's a treasure in here. Let's yeah. figure it out. And they're banging with mallets and sledgehammers on the thing, and they got saws out, and they're trying to open it. Think someone wanted to get in our filing cabinet that bad? Uh, perhaps. Is that, perhaps. Where we, is that where we hide the zoo news? Well, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a possibility that that's the case. That's why we have to keep our eyes open on what's going on. I'm not a fan. Hey, Charlie, will you sleep in our office just to keep an eye on it? Be like a watchdog? Yeah, be the night watch. Yeah. Will you sleep in the ceiling and then just <laughs> jump down when someone does? Ah! Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> what do you think, Charlie? Can we set up a trap? Can Charlie be our trap? Yeah. <laughs> we could, I have, like, um, face paint on. He's, he blends into the wall. Night vision goggles. <laughs> like, it's, what's that movie? Uh, that one with uh, the dude from Scrubs. He's just into the wall. The Garden State, yeah, yeah, Garden State. Isn't that the one he's wearing the shirt that looks yeah, like the wall? But he wasn't in cam- he wasn't camouflage in that scene. All right, well then you, he looks like the uh, the other guy from that music video. That's someone that I used to know. What was that guy's name? Gautier. Gautier. Yeah, he paints <laughs> like like the thing and he hides. All right, Black and Abdallah, we're gonna talk some Bears football when we come back. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. You can call us at 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdal, weeknight 6 to 8, right here on ESPN Chicago. Brad Bigsey in the Chicago Tribune. He had 10 thoughts on week 7 in the NFL and the Chicago Bears. His sixth thought 
was that we're a week out from the trade deadline. There seems to be pretty good buzz regarding some potential for activity. He lists five players that uh, that may have some interest to other teams when we get to the trade deadline next week. The first player on the list, cornerback Jalen Johnson, who's in a contract year. We saw after the two interceptions last weekend against the Raiders, the show me the money to the cameras after the pick six. And then also after that second interception in that contest, Jalen Johnson, could that be a player that's moved by next week, Tuesday, the trade deadline in the NFL 3 p.m.? I don't think so. I think that regardless of the interceptions, he is a very good corner in the NFL. Like if you look at his coverage stats and and the the you know the passes he allows and all that kind of stuff, he is he's not top 5. He might just be outside the top 10, but so far this season he's been playing insanely well and I know the interception numbers aren't there, but those are just one flashy part of playing corner. Um, I don't think you need a ton of interceptions to be a quality corner in the NFL. If they're avoid, if teams are avoiding throwing your direction, and if you're having pass breakups and not allowing passes over there, then you're doing your job. You don't need to generate turnovers to be a top corner in the NFL. I'm hoping that, and I, I was before the season started, hoping that he's someone that they look to extend. I don't think you should be letting good players walk out the door just because you only have two wins and just trading for draft picks. You have a quality corner. Just pay him and and sign him. He's does he's not demanding that I know of a huge top, you know, he doesn't want to be the highest paid corner in the NFL that I've heard. So I would say if you can re-sign him for a reasonable deal, re-sign him. I don't like this idea of constantly letting good football players go. Yeah. You know, last year at this time, who did who were they moving? It was Orcon Smith. Mm-hmm. Orcon Smith's having a great year for the Ravens. I I get it. They didn't want to pay him. Uh, they also got two linebackers for essentially the price of Roquan and then also the draft picks they got back from Baltimore. But Roquan's a really good player. I think Jalen Johnson's a really good player. I wouldn't make a habit of constantly trading away players who are good. They need more good players, right? Like So that that's where I, I think keep them in the mix for long term. I think the secondary is finally playing well. I, I, I think that's someone you can keep. Uh, within the team, and by next week, I think Jalen Johnson's still with the Bears. The second name on the list from Brad Biggs would be wide receiver Darnell Mooney. What do you think about Mooney? He, I think he would appeal to some teams. He's not having a great season to this point this year, but he also really hasn't been targeted a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone else sees some value in him, and you could get something for Darn- Darnell Mooney. I think if you have to have a plan with Darnell Mooney, right? Like if, and, and I think that Ryan Poles would kind of be tipping his hand a little bit if we find out that they're going to trade Darnell Mooney. If the trade deadline gets here and Darnell Mooney's not on the team afterwards, we know they're taking a wide receiver high in the draft, right? Like Darnell Mooney going into the season, it was like, all right, you want to be a number one wide receiver? Prove that you're worthy of being a number one, high number two wide receiver. Because you and I have said constantly throughout Mooney's career, he's a good three, right? He's an insanely good fourth option. He's a very, he's a good three. He didn't. He's never played. I know he had a thousand yards one year. Okay, cool. Like they don't have any wins to show for it. Like he hasn't proven that he's a number one wide receiver. So if you if he was playing like a number one wide receiver, he'd be another guy just like Jalen Johnson. I'd say, why are you getting rid of good players? You have why do you need to go out and draft a a wide receiver second overall when you have a very good wide receiver, a very good compliment to DJ Moore, but he hasn't been playing like that. So as of right now, if someone will give you a decent pick for him and you have you 
have the feeling that you're going to take a wide receiver, whether it's second and it's Marvin Harrison Jr., or maybe for, if you win some more games, maybe further down in the first round, then fine, trade him. But you need to have a plan because you're once again taking away, and I know he hasn't played well this season, but he's an option out there. You're taking away weapons from whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Tyson Bagent this week and Justin Fields after that. The third name on the list from Brad Biggs in the Chicago Tribune this morning is guard or center Cody Whitehair. He was benched last week. Could he be someone that could appeal to other teams? You know, Biggs goes on to say it's unlikely he would appeal to teams. His base salary is $9.8 million, meaning the team acquiring him would have to spend more than $5 million to bring him in. I don't think he's likely to be traded because I don't think anyone would want him. I think you just got to get the most that you can get out of Cody Whitehair to this point to the rest of the season. I think Cody Whitehair's fine when he's not asked to play center. Yeah, guard, I think he's fine. So, why, I mean, if, you're, if he's going to be a guard, fine. But don't ask him to snap the ball anymore. Like, that's not something he needs to be doing. He's a talented guard. Leave him at guard. And if you're going to do that, the offensive line played really well on uh, Sunday. So if you're going to have injuries and you're going to move guys around, that's fine. As long as he's not snapping the ball, I don't need to trade him. Again, like I'm not, he's not a guy I'm looking to re-sign, but he's a guy that I would say is a quality piece on this team like right now for what he does as long as he's asked to do what he's capable of doing and not being asked to do too much. The fourth name on the list, safety Eddie Jackson. He has lingering foot issues. Now, he didn't play last week. He was ruled out for the game. We'll find out tomorrow when the injury report is released for this week against the Chargers in Week 8 what the situation is with Eddie Jackson. As of right now, didn't play, didn't practice last week, and we're not sure for the rest of the season. Is this a player who's making $14.5 million base salary this season? Will anyone take on that contract? Is anyone in, interested in Eddie Jackson who has a lingering foot issue at the moment. I think, unfortunately, because of the injury, you're not going to get much for him. Like, you might get a conditional pick. Like, you might get a sixth-round pick for him and maybe a conditional fifth, depending on how many games he ends up playing this year. Um, But as someone who worked to come back from injury, was out there for, like, a series and a half, and then didn't play the rest of the game, and then, then missed a week and might miss another, like, we don't know. We'll find out tomorrow, but I don't know if anybody would take him at this point. He can't. He's proven that he can't. He hasn't been out there very much this year. The final name listed off by Brad Biggs today in the Tribune: Andrew Billings, the nose tackle. He's been playing good football, and he's cheap. Says uh, Biggs, two point seven five million dollar contract. Maybe the Bears could flip him for a late day three pick. Is that someone you just keep in the mix, or do you look to move him? hoping that the two rookies that you drafted are picking up enough of the play at this point in the season that they can continue to develop in the second half of this season. Andrew Billings, that's the last name on Biggs' list. I'm looking for his contract right now. So he is he's a free agent at the end of the year. He's only making $2 million this year. I don't know why you would, you know, trade him, essentially. Like, if you're going to get a, 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 a what do you say, day three pick, yeah, that's what, what Biggs, Biggs uh, suggests, flipping him for a late day three okay, pick. Okay, so you're talking six or seventh, six, seventh round. I mean, I, if, I guess if you don't plan on re-signing him, he is 20, almost 29. He's playing good. He's playing well, but he's getting he's getting up there in age a little bit. Well, it doesn't matter. He's on a one-year deal, no, and the Bears' run defense has been playing really well. Oh, he's yeah. a part of that. I mean, look, if you look at the last three weeks, this run defense, 
Uh, they're first in uh, average yards per carry, so uh, 2.5 yards per carry. That's first in the NFL. They're also first in uh, rushing yards allowed per game. 38 rushing yards a game in the last three games is what they're allowing. So, yeah, this run defense has been playing really, really well. But if you don't plan on re-signing him, then sure, I could see you maybe moving on from Andrew Billings, giving his age and what you could like if you go out and say, OK, I can find that he was a, f- a fourth round pick. So if you're saying I can go find a new, another younger Andrew Billings for the future in the fourth round, then go ahead and trade. I know you're not going to get a fourth round pick, but you can trade him and maybe find a fourth get someone like him in the fourth round. Joe on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joe? Hey, boys. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, you know, you know, I'm talking about uh, a little Cody Whitehair action. Uh, you know, between him and Eddie, uh, I don't know what's going on. If, if it's Cody Whitehair, I think we're, uh, we're definitely moving on after this year. And I, I'm hoping, um, as a Bears fan, um, as a season ticket holder for the last 30 years, that we're going to move on from Eddie, too. I don't know what's going to happen with what we would get. Um, but I'm hoping that whole situation works itself out. But my question to you guys, and my biggest concern is, like, everything that's going on with Darnell um, and his, uh, you know, him versus uh, Addison, let's say, um, versus, versus Addison. So he's got, what, like eight receptions for the last, like, three years? Darnell Moody? Addison, yeah, and I think Addison's got, like, over 20 and i know that i know there's injuries and stuff like that jefferson this year etc etc but you know like i don't know it seems like everybody's like very down on him whereas he's not uh he's not a number two receiver and he's definitely a number two receiver and i'm wondering why he's not getting the ball as much because they're basically the same player and what do you guys think well, I, I, how are they the same player? Well, we we got the same weight, the same size, same uh, and mannerisms. Um, I know one is a rookie, but we yeah, got I mean Jordan Addison was Jordan Addison won the best wide receiver awesome. in college award two years ago. Mooney was phenomenal. Yeah, Mooney did yeah. phenomenal two years ago. Yeah, and suddenly we just kind of forgot. It's as if they forgot about him. I don't want to say that, but it's just kind of like. Well, we're not targeting him. Why are we targeting him? We got another guy that it's in our in in the in our conference that's killing it. I mean, last week he he absolutely killed it. Well, I, I don't that, understand how is one related to the other. Jordan Addison was a more a vo- way better recruited first round pick. Yeah, like he he was the best wide receiver in college football two years ago. Donald Mooney was, was okay. a fifth round. Pick. Okay, so. But we've got somebody that also is a veteran who two years ago was awesome for the Bears, was he not? Yeah, but I, I'm and confused at how they what, – what's the difference between the two? So, but last year, but Joe, that's if you're what going I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. So when people are saying, well, maybe we should trade Mooney, why? Well, last year he only had 40 receptions. He had 493 yards and two touchdowns. This year he has one touchdown, and he only has 184 yards. So like, but he's not being targeted. I mean, he's got, he had 23 targets this year at 61 all of last year. So he's on pace for the same amount of targets. Okay. Well, I, I, but that's only because of who? 
Well, DJ Moore wasn't here last year, and he still had. Right, exactly. DJ Moore exactly. wasn't here last year, and he still only had 61 targets. So. Also, Jordan Addison wasn't getting as he wasn't targeted as much when Justin Jefferson was healthy. And Mooney Jefferson didn't has been so. out. So yeah, I'm sure if DJ Moore was like, out, like, Joe, we need to get Joe, Mooney. Joe on hold. Joe, if DJ Moore was out, I think Darnell Mooney would probably be targeted more. Yeah, he would be for sure. For sure, he would be. All right, Joe. Joe? Joe's gone. Yep. Nope, there he is. Joe's back. You got us? All right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm still here. I'm just, I mean, my question is, like, everybody's like, we get half of the callers that call in are like, we need to get rid of Moody. What can we get for him? We need to keep Moody. Do you you guys not agree with that? I don't necessarily agree with it, no, because I don't think that he's proven that he's worthy of being a number two. Like, I think if the Bears have a – high enough pick they're going to have some decisions whether you go defensive end or you go wide receiver but in the first two rounds you're getting a defensive end and a wide receiver regardless of where they are and Mooney becomes very becomes expendable you're not going to re-sign him so if you're not going to re-sign him you might as well see what you can get for him we'll be back you're listening to Black and Abdallah ESPN Chicago this is Chicago's home for sports you're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Black and Abdallah taking your calls at 312-332-3776. We're talking about the Chicago Bears. Trade deadline's a week away next Tuesday. 3 p.m. NFL trade deadline. Dave in Lakeview. He has an idea. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts around um, the concept of, um, you know, if Tyson Bajant, you know, goes out and executes and, you know, plays a really great game and we win at the Chargers and, um, and at some point, um, you know, out of the Bears, either give Fields a chance or not, or, or you know, he just takes the job. Um, I don't know. I, I I think it could be interesting opportunity to see um, trading Justin Fields. Uh, I haven't really seen he hasn't won many games as a Bear, um, regardless of the coaching or not. And um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how these next couple weeks play out and when he gets healthy and. Um, I just wanted to know if you guys thought the possibility for him to get traded or you think that they're going to kind of like let it play out between the two of these guys for the rest of the year. Yeah, so the question from Dave, if uh, Bajan plays well against the Chargers this weekend, would the Bears consider trading Justin Fields? I think the answer is no. Yeah. I think you keep both all season long, and I don't even think that you make Bajan the starter if he plays well against the Chargers. The starter is Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Now, if Justin Fields comes back and struggles for a week or two, kind of like he did earlier this season. He's holding on to the football too long in the pocket, uh, really bad sacks, turning it over. The Bears offense is stalling out. I could see a conversation between should Bajan be the starter, should Justin Fields be benched. But mm-hmm. I think Fields will be back as the starter once he's healthy. He'll get a few shots to to remain starter and who knows? There's no guarantee that Beja goes out and plays really well against the Chargers. If he does, I think then we can 
kind of start to think about this stuff in the future if Fields doesn't play well. I think he's going to have an opportunity to play well just because I think you're dealing with another situation where you're playing a poor de- a defense, right? Like, I think the opportunities are going to be there for the Bears to score against this Chargers defense. I mean, you look at the, the team they just played, the Raiders, they're 25th in defensive DVOA, the uh, drink, the Chargers. Now, the Bears have moved up in defensive DVOA, a whole spot from 29th to 28th. The new placeholder at 29, the Los Angeles Chargers. So right now, the Chargers have a worse defense than the Bears do. The Bears have been playing really well. DVOA rates your opponent as well as you, so it takes all that into effect. So the Chargers' defense is actually one of the worst worst defense that the Bears have faced besides the Broncos. So there will be an opportunity for Bajan to play well. But I, I agree with you. If Bajan plays well regardless, if Fields is healthy... He comes back against the Saints. He comes back against the next game. Or whether it's he comes back healthy against the uh, the Panthers after that for that Thursday night football game. Whichever he's healthy for, he's going to come back. Now the leash will be shorter, right? They'll, if he starts screwing up in games, if he starts turning over the ball, if he starts you know uh, costing them games like he did the Broncos game, there's going to be a conversation after the game among the coaches and maybe with Ryan Poles and saying, hey, this guy gives us a better opportunity to win because we saw what he could do. And then as soon as Justin came back, he was holding on to the football too long. He was turning the ball over and, and you know having costly mistakes. I think that's when you have the conversation. But this is still Justin Fields' football team when he's healthy. Blocking Abdal here on ESPN 1000. Matt and Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. Can I... Talk to you guys regarding the running back room, specifically Roshan Johnson and Dante Foreman. First, like with Roshan Johnson, this is going to be week three, right? Since he's had that concussion, yeah. And is he has he been cleared yet? I know they said no. they had like or, no. He has, I mean, and I think Eberflus on Monday said he's trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But we'll find out tomorrow what his status was for practice when they release it after practice. So, like Black and Abdallah, so like basically for him, the running back coach is going to have to teach him how to keep his head up. I know he likes to deliver a hit, but he kind of reminds me of Hunter Hillenmeyer where he likes to put his head down when tackling or, you know, taking the hit. And then just, he's going to get a concussion. Like, and I know this is the first one. It's been pretty severe. It's been three weeks. So I'm pretty sure the likeliness of the last 10, the next 10 games that he's going to get another one. So I just don't want the kid to end his career so quickly. Yeah. Um, so quick. But uh, anyways, regarding Dr. Foreman, I know when we first signed him, he came from Carolina. And they, you know, that was one of Ryan Pohl's acquisitions. And then they made him inactive for the first couple of weeks, right? Like he was not active on the roster. And then I believe, like, I don't know, after the Commanders game and, you know, Cleo Herbert went down and uh, I don't know who the backup was, the other one, uh, Roshan Johnson went down from the concussion. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe Dr. Foreman was active on the roster for that game, but I know he came for the Minnesota game last week, two weeks ago. But then they brought that, was it Durrington Evans back? Yeah. But wherever, and they put him in the first series. Like, so I'm just, what did Dante Foreman do something to this team? Or is he like not coachable or something? Because like, I know he was, you know, very happy when he got the game ball. And he said, you know, I heard him when yeah, he said in the I saw piece, that too. Was he, did something happen? Like the coaching staff did not want to play him? You know, I, I, what did, did he do something? Or is he like... No, I mean, not, not that I know of. And thanks for the call, Matt. I, I just think that they like a group of running backs. I, do, I don't think that they plan on handing the ball off to one guy per game. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, he was inactive. He got his chance. 
There were other guys active on that day, so they got a chance as well. I think they like mixing it up. And with Roshan Johnson, it's not really something we've talked about, but to me, it's very concerning that the first concussion you get, you're out for three-plus weeks. Yeah, That's not good, especially at a position where you're seeking out contact as a running back. Like You're the one who's getting to that second level and you're taking on hits from secondary players or linebackers and you're you're taking punishment anytime you touch the football Mm -hmm. i would be concerned i'm concerned as a fan i'm concerned that his career is not going to be as lengthy as we would expect or hope as a bears fan because you know how concussions are abdallah you there are no guarantees that Oh, it's an ankle injury. Once he rehabs it, he'll be fine after that. Well, there no. is no guarantee on how this plays out. And the one thing we do know about concussions is once you have your first one, it's a lot easier to get your second and your Exactly. Third and that's fourth. my point with the type of position that he plays. Yeah. He's a player that's seeking out contact. Yeah. So I wonder Not if um, when he does come, if he does come back this week, and if Herbert comes back, that you get Herbert's your lead back still, uh, Foreman's your second back, and then maybe Roshan's your third back and like you kind of ease him back into the position and you know you're not he's not your starter you know because herbert's still injured i would say that you know it's right now um if herbert can't go on sunday maybe you go foreman one roshan two and just kind of ease him back in there right maybe a couple plays in the first you know in the first couple series and then slowly just play it by ear see how he's doing that kind of thing because yeah you don't want to first of all you don't want to ruin his career moving forward, but also there's a health and safety concern for him. And um, I think that Foreman did a great job. Uh, the offensive line also did a great, like he, the offensive line also did a great job blocking for him too. So I would say that right now it's still Herbert's Lee is the lead back once he comes back, but it's, it's probably Herbert Foreman right now. Listen, I mean, I know that, that they kind of stress the issue a little bit, uh, putting Velas Jones out there, but like, I got no use for Velas Jones. You can make him inactive and make Foreman active. As far as I'm concerned, like he doesn't add anything no. to the team. Like it's not no. like Tyler Scott was getting some decent looks from Bajent. Like I thought that that was fine if you want to do stuff with Tyler Scott in that role of Velas Jones because he's super fast and do that. If you want to run your end arounds, whatever, that's fine with Tyler Scott. He's had like one good return, right? Yeah, this I season. I don't. Everything need... else has been like he barely gets to the 25 yard line. So yeah. just let the ball go so out the back of the, the ball, end zone, man. I don't need. Velas, I don't need to see any more from Velas Jones to know that he was a mistake. Simple as that. I'm, I co-sign that. I, I, there's, I'd rather have Foreman on the roster than Velas Jones. Yeah, on the absolutely. active roster. We're talking Bears football at three one two three three two three seven seven six. We also have the song of the night coming up next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. There's also 
More information coming out about the Michigan football program. We'll get to that in about 10 minutes, Abdallah. But there's new sources saying that the Michigan staffer was buying tickets for non-Big Ten games as well as Big Ten games. Uh, So that's information we'll get to. You know, it's all related to Jim Harbaugh and perhaps him not wanting to be around Michigan maybe next year. All of it's rumors right now, but if this team is dealing with sanctions from the NCAA from this investigation into someone that worked with the program who may or may not have been buying tickets to scout teams in person and maybe stealing some of the signs from the sidelines, I could see a situation where where Jim wants out of Michigan and perhaps wants to go back to the NFL. That's a possible way it could play out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that whether he knows it or whether he claims he knows about it or not, like you're in charge of the program. You're in charge of you are the head coach. You are the boss. You are in charge of knowing everything that is going on with the guys that you hire. Like I understand if your guys are getting like a lot of people have been making making comparisons to like, oh, how do you feel? Like I heard even Albert Breer, who joined uh, Cap and Hood, say, well, how do you feel about guys getting paid? Uh, for signatures. Well, the coach can literally not know that that's going on. Like, that's stuff that players can do in their dorm rooms, in their off time. But you hired a guy, and that guy was going to go and steal signs and videotape sidelines. Like, that, you have to know that. So I could definitely see this being, and he's flirted with the NFL even until last year. You don't take a meeting with the Minnesota Vikings if you don't have an interest in coaching the Minnesota Vikings. So I could definitely see Harbaugh leaving Michigan after this year. So we'll get to that story in about five minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Each night around 6.50 here on Block and Abdal, we like to play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we go to Lincoln Park, Paper Cut, from 2000, to Song of the Night. the first song off of said album Hybrid Theory and that album was released 23 years ago today October 24th 2000 was the date that this album was released Paper Cut was the first song off the album followed by One Step Closer and boy was that a way to start an album yeah I mean we were what sophomores in high school when this came out then that's crazy I feel ancient Right. Well, you are. <laughs> You're an old person listening now. Listening to this, we are old now. Uh, yeah, this album's great. This song is great. I love how short it is. 37 minutes is a perfect length for an album. 
Um, <laughs> when their second album came out, and it was like 32 minutes. I thought it was a, a ripoff. It was like, where's my five extra I at, minutes? I was at Best Buy shaking my, my hand <laughs> at, at the Best Buy. <laughs> where's the rest of my age album? Yourself, age yourself even more by saying you went and bought this at the Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On my lunch break on a Tuesday. It's when albums came out. That's awesome. It's the right way to purchase an album. No, I feel like there's also been this, like, I think we talked about this before. There's been a resurgence in new metal. Like, it's all coming back again. Everything is cyclical, obviously. And all this stuff from the early 2000s is coming back. Everyone loves corn again. Everyone loves the Deftones again. Everyone loves Linkin Park again. What did I say to you earlier today? I said, this is non-threatening metal music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely, like, this is definitely... It's the softest of metal music yeah, you can this find. is metal you can play in front of your parents yeah. with the, the, the new metal, with the umlaut. Paper Cut by Linkin Park is your song of the night with Black and Bella. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We're talking football with you in two minutes. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.